Oh, no, I'm just texting me and said, this is really amazing, hon. I watched the whole video. You're amazing. I'm so proud of you. You make me cry with happiness. <laughs> Your mom said that? Mm-hmm. It was all me, honestly. She said, you're fat. <laughs> Sorry. No, what, editor, yeah. editor. <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She said, who's the fat egg on your podcast? <laughs> who's that egg with glasses? Who's <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Eggman? <laughs> like from like from Sonic? <laughs> I have the big crazy hair. Or the we, can't, we can't do this on the podcast. going on everybody it's mark here and with oliver of course with man stl with another podcast episode for you this time with a question and answer and kind of just like a i don't know what a hangout episode let's hang out let's hang out you want to hang out with me it's like google hangout but we're not googling yep we're zooming we're zooming off yep yep zoomers yep. yeah we're zooming. we're like gen z zoomers you know yeah anyway um really bad way to start the podcast off anyway i hope everyone's doing well um oliver and i have been having a good time talking about it. <laughs> here's an egg with glasses um on the pre-show which we've got some ideas about some patreon stuff in the future blah 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 anyway we're not gonna plug too much there but uh i wanted to go through some of the questions that we posted or uh, some questions people had from the thread that we posted on lucky lots um quite a few actually which i appreciate all the feedback it, it means a lot to me um the first one is of course from john armad the dragon master the dragon master himself which is actually pretty contextual here he said why are dragons the undisputed best cards in magic so i'm gonna let you uh start on that question and, and everyone in the audience i hope you guys know that oliver hasn't vetted any of these questions really we're kind of going off of this and i'm gonna read them out to him so some of these i'm just gonna throw at him so hopefully none of them are insulting they're all insulting i don't think so so okay. i'm kicking it off i'm question number one yeah question number one uh, why are dragons the undisputed best cards in magic well john i'm glad you asked because i actually have a very specific story for you so when I first started playing Magic, um, I was also completely obsessed with dragons. And through the couple of friends I had that played and like through the card store I went to, I could never fucking find any. And I was like, I know they exist because I've seen like in the past, like other people that played, I had seen their collections and they had them. And I was like, whoa, dragon. But like when I started playing, I could never find any. And eventually somebody came in the card store one day and I was looking through their collection and just like flipping through a stack of cards. And sure enough, there was a dragon. And I remember exactly what it was to this day. It was, um, I don't remember what set it was from, but it was a world gorger dragon, which is, oh. if I remember correctly, he's a nightmare dragon. I don't remember what he does, but I remember his picture. I remember I comboed with him, but go on. Okay. Um, so yeah, I was like, Whoa, it's a real, it's a real life dragon. That's so awesome. Um, eventually other people that, that kind of like taught me how to play, they built me a dragon deck or they helped me build a dragon deck. And again, this was during um, Onslaught block. So I remember I had, uh, it was it was like a very basic dragon deck. It was mono red. It had the mirror that tapped for red mana 
Iron Mirror? Yep. He's like a two mana one one. And then I ran like I remember I had Rorik's Blade Wing, which is Ooh. he's a six mana five five haste flying. I think it's six six, right? Maybe maybe I don't remember. I don't yeah. know if cards were that good back then. That's true. But, yeah, um, that's a good card, that's funny. Yeah. Uh I also had Killmouth Dragon. He was like a seven Ooh. mana five five that amplified for two or three. Yeah, amplifies one keyword that just like, won't stick with me. I don't know what it means. I know if it's like could, something with damage or something, right? I think you like re you could reveal a dragon, and if you did, he got. I could be wrong on that. Um, I, regardless. Anyways, yeah, I, I had a red dragon deck. Um, I was really into dragons; they were really cool. Um, so I, I understand your um, favoritism towards them. What was his actual question again? Uh, why are they the best undisputed? Uh, best cards in Magic, which I, you know, I get it. I, it drew me into Magic too. It's not even just Magic. I think just like in, in fantasy in general, the dragons are always like the the end game, right? Like the mm. big bag arc. If you've watched with the Hobbit, have you seen the Hobbit? I actually don't. I've never seen any of those movies. So that's a weird fact about me is I don't really watch movies. A lot. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, in in the Hobbit, the main bad guy, he's a big dragon. His name's Smaug, and he's like to relate him to Magic. Isn't there like some kind of like covet coveted dragon covet dragon he like hoards artifacts or something oh um probably that's like what smaug is he's like a big red fire breathing dragon and he like he hoards all his gold and treasure that's cool so yeah speaking dragons, of good yeah. yeah speaking of good games and dragons that john and i both have played runescape actually is one of the things that drew me into oh, that was, was was dragons yeah is there dragons in runescape yeah it's like one of the first quests you do like uh is dragon slayer is what it's called and so okay. you like the end of the thing you're like taking the head off a dragon and killing him or whatever wait that's how to... you and john met right yeah i used to stream runescape uh, i streamed on twitch for about two years on during like twitch's very early years before it was adopted by or bought out by amazon it was like very not lucrative to do it you really lived off people's tips and so john was one of the people that was always in there he's a you know frequent and so then eventually we integrated people into our team speak and stuff and he just kind of stuck and john's just a really good guy and now you know he works for the man stl and i talk to him daily he's he's a great guy a little sneak preview for john's episode when john yeah coming up show. i have to talk to him about that to get some time scheduled but. yeah you better um yeah so anyways dragons are cool um i'm gonna give a special shout out to my favorite dragon his name is uh Medir, the dark eater from dark souls 3 uh, he's really cool. He's also like one of the hardest bosses in the game. So shout out to Madir. I think that's shout out. He's you think he's listening? Um, no, he's dead. I killed him. It only took me like nine <laughs> attempts, but I did kill him. Um, I got his his soul. He makes a pretty cool sword. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Um, but yeah, I'm sure there's some other, you know, dorks that have played Dark Souls that are listening. So yeah, a bunch of dorks. You know? Probably not RuneScape, but probably Dark Souls for sure. Yeah, some some Dark Souls dorks. All the, all our Chad listeners that is that play Dark Souls and all our fucking virgin fucking pipsqueak RuneScape players. <laughs> is that what you classify us as? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that makes sense. Um. Okay. I hope um, that answered your question, John. Yeah. If so not, that John, if that was pretty full answer there. Yeah. If not, we can go more in depth when you come on the show. We can do a dragon episode just for you. We'll do a dragon episode. We'll get Brian Kibler on. That's a good idea. Isn't he you also know, a I, dragon master? He is the the Dragon Master. He's like the original Dragon Master. Yeah, yeah, so, John, yeah. you've got some competition. But, but he's kind can... of a Hearthstone sellout now. So He is kind of a Hearthstone sellout. I mean, I've actually met Brian a couple of times in person, and we played in a cube draft. And I, that's one thing that I can say on the podcast. I beat Brian Kibler in a cube draft. It was 3v3s, which actually leads us into one of our questions that we've got. It's not in order, but we're going to go down a uh, good segue. Did he go um, over the Burnwell's Punishing Fire, are you? 
Uh, no, he did not. No, he didn't punish oh. Izumi. Okay. Yeah, thanks for playing, though. So let's see. Uh, it looks like... I thought this was going to go into a question, because I believe that Smee had one. Um, but it may be in our private chat here. So fill in the, the gap for me, if you don't mind. Next. <laughs> um, fill in the chat. Um, hey, just so if you guys haven't seen yet, we're doing a, a super cool giveaway thing where you basically just follow us on all our social media and you can like get like these little like imaginary points. And the more points you have, the better chance you have at winning the giveaway. We're going to give away some Mana STL credits so you can buy some cool stuff, aka cards. Everybody likes cards. So... Um, We'll probably plug that some more later, but uh, it's on the the Lucky Lots page. It's on our Twitter. It's on our Instagram. Uh, check it out and sign up for all our, our social media, and um, maybe you'll win some cool stuff. Yep, plug, plug, plug. You know, sorry, we have to. Um, but it does. Uh, I did get to find Smee's question here. James Smee said, "What's your best limited story you were a part of? Uh, favorite favorite limited card to play." Worst money draft team you've been on and won on, and best money dra draft team you've lost on. Favorite PTQ story, etc. So that leads me into like Brian Kibler's story, which is we three v three. It was me, Jason Shine. Name I drop. think, yeah, name drop. I can't remember who the third was. Honestly, it might have been Adam Adam Riser. I don't know. But anyway, we played against like Kibler, Pat Cox, and someone else. But we actually won that one. And then we uh played in a money draft against three guys we'd never met or seen before they were you know not known in any way and we got crushed and so i thought that was kind of funny we you know there is a the lot dark of horses yeah the dark horses exactly um so i thought that was a kind of interesting one as far as like the favorite limited card to play i want oliver to step in on this one i think that's an interesting question oh my god it's so, been a while for you so you know okay, i know it's I, I, be... I already have a card in mind because it made people mad Okay, hit me. The last limited format I played in was Scars of Mirrodin, New Phyrexia. Was it, were those in the same block? Yes. With Infect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, con Contagion Engine. Is the that six a card? mana artifacts that puts that a counter on? Oh yeah, man, did that, that card people mad? Well, yeah, because it's disgusting and limited. Yeah, you like win the game. You just you use it and you win the game basically. Yeah, I don't remember exactly what it did. Did it you proliferate twice, right? When you activated it? Yeah, so it's like you it's six mana artifact when it comes into ATB into the battlefield, all creatures your opponent gets minus one, minus one, and then you can tap it. I think it's for four, maybe five, and it mm -hmm. activates proliferate twice. If you resolve it and they don't deal with it, they die. It's literally it's, game over. It's a that's what a bomb does unlimited. Um yeah. so if you don't know, in fact, is in fact like still around? Are they still do in fact? Or was that just yeah? Legacy, legacy in fact. Oh well, they don't print that kind of stuff anymore. Okay. But legacy in fact is still deck. Yeah. So in, in fact, was like a separate life total. You, if you get ten, you lost, right? Yep. It's ten. So you if you lose got and... ten infest counters, you lose or poison yeah. or whatever the whatever. Yeah, the I think it was considered poison. So like, as long as you got one on, which like you could draft all kinds of little tiny dorks like flying in fact or whatever, you could sneak in one or two points here and there. But it, and then as soon as you put contagion engine down, you just start doing two a turn and doesn't take long before the 10 and they lose. Yeah, you can grind them out that way. Like you see the clasp even was really good. I don't was that in the same class was the two mana one. Yeah, it was the two mana okay. one it came in ETB minus one minus one on a target creature and then four was proliferate. Okay. And tap and tap and four. So yeah, you you would see the stress on people's faces when you would play it cuz like, well, I'm I may have one card in my deck that can deal with that and I have to draw it and if not I lose. Yep, so, because you're going to untap and proliferate. <laughs> the other one would be um I'm only going to bring this one up because I actually have a story, a couple stories about this one, actually. Um, that would be Baneslayer Angel. Oh, man, I've got stories about that card, too. Yeah. Um, 
what a card. It was like M10 maybe when Bane I think Slayer it was M10 first came was out. printed. That card um, was like $60. Yeah, so I have a story about that too actually. Anyway, I'll tell my I'll tell the better one. So, um one of my good friends, Jimmy Stone, we were playing in a draft together and during the draft portion of the draft where you're picking cards out of packs, we're sitting directly across from each other and he grabs a card puts it face down passes the pack and he he just looks up at me and he just this is what he did to me i want to look at the camera he went <laughs> and then and then i'm like what i'm like what what's wrong what's wrong he goes and like the way i thought i'm like what the, i'm like what did you get a foil bane slayer angel what 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 happened not zero words i'm like okay whatever dude he he loses first round whatever after the draft he comes up to me and just sticks on my face he got a he pulled a foil bane's Larry angel oh it was foil too yeah wow. it was a foil one it was like it was a lot it was like 80 or 90 dollars at the time um he was so excited that he got it he sold it on ebay because it's like oh money card and then he you know how he spent it he ordered like four pizzas that week and <laughs> i was like you <laughs> you pulled like the money card in the set you <laughs> fucking and ordered pizza like four times in a row. Give me five X Papa John's, brother. That's where I'm at. You Cash me out. Crazy. I'm gonna send this podcast to him and let him know how stupid he fucking is for doing that. Stupid um, editor, you know. Yeah. So way to go, Jimmy Stone. Also, Jimmy Stone just had a kid. Congrats, Jimmy, on your kid. Congrats, Jimmy. Congrats to little Jimmy Stone. Yep. I'm I sure that's the name of the child. He said he wanted to name him Oliver, but his wife wouldn't let him, so it's Liam. Liam, that's close to Oliver, though. Yep. Um. So anyway, we'll take it as a W. Yeah. All right, I got a Baneslayer story now. Okay, okay. Okay, so my Baneslayer story is Chris Miller, name drop, is a guy that I used to PTQ with. He's a KCN at the time, I think. He was like a KC guy. So, you know, them in Missouri and Illinois guys were not super far apart. So we'd always kind of be in the same PTQ circuit, so to speak. Because back in the day, PTQs were like in regions and they would be like one a weekend, but you'd have to travel to go to like three or four hours at least minimum to travel okay. to that PTQ. So they would be part of the circuit and we'd kind of connect all the time. And anyway, we were at Gen Con and, oh my God, this was the Gen Con that I needed to top eight the tournament to pay my rent, okay? okay. I, this was uh, not call a good back. time for Mark. Yeah, call back. Not a great time for Mark Mahachko as far as financial planning, but it was one of the funnest summers I've ever had in my life. Anyway, fast forward to the tournament. I am last minute changing things in my my deck because i had found out about this tech that had happened that there might be this deck that shows up and so i changed the configuration of my deck to include bane slayers and then one in the sideboard well i didn't have all the copies i needed so chris miller said i've got it and i was like cool like do you mind if i borrow it like it's very normal he's like yeah that's fine but wonder one stipulation i said okay he goes if you top eight this thing you have to sign it for me and i said okay deal and because he knew how much was important to me. I needed to do it so I could pay my rent. So it was a 10K Midwest Masters at Gen Con. And so, you know, we go in and I'm X1 and I'm going to the, the winning in for top eight and I'm playing against this Esper guy. And I literally need to draw exactly the right cards in the right sequence and I do. I'm very lucky. And I win. You and so I go- You were Gabriel to see if Cruel Ultimatum. Yeah, I was like, Boop. you know, or like, what, what is it? The, uh, uh, the lightning helix. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah. you Flip know that shit over dude. yeah so I, I you know and i think i actually did windmill slam the last card that i had because it, it was a winner winner die 
And so I made a top eight. I go run over to Chris and Chris is like, oh my God, dude, that's so awesome. Like congratulations, high fives all around, like, you know, magic tournaments are. And he goes, all right, I want my signature. Because Midwest Masters, the way they did it is day three was top eight. And so no one knew if they were splitting. And it was Sam Black and Noah Walker were two people in the top eight. And Sam Black at the time was notoriously known for not splitting. He would just no screw you every time. Okay. So I was going in the next day thinking, okay, well, I have to play Noah Walker against N Naya Cutting Spark Mage on the draw, which was the worst matchup in the format by far, because they went like Birds of Paradise and a Cutting Spark Mage, and you were just dead. And if they ever assembled Basilisk Collar with it, you were extra dead. Mm, and okay. because, you know, Mythic Conscription, which is the deck that I was playing at the time, relied on just getting Conscription into play on like a Birds of Paradise or yep. whatever. It, it really didn't matter. Um, you just wanted to turbo that bitch out. So generally speaking if they go birds into kill things at all cost one or have one ass like no higher birds combo. of paradise yeah it was disgusting dude so anyway i go into the assumption knowing this and so we're testing the night before of like you know what does my sideboard configuration look like to actually get a chance to win this against noah and the the answer was there was nothing i did not prepare for that event uh for Na naya it wasn't a big uh big deck anyway uh he has me sign it, and we had like a saying this week, and it was Twinkle Twinkle Baby. And it was, we just need a glimmer of hope. <laughs> we just need a little bit of hope. And we didn't know that the glimmer of hope was actually, we're going to show up, and they're going to split with me. And so that was the best outcome I could have had, because we played it out for the cameras anyway, but Noah just went turn two Spark Mage both games. <laughs> I was like, okay, Ooh. cool, see you later, I'm out. <laughs> Nasty. Yeah, so I got totally blown out that, that top eight, but it was, it was nice to be there regardless. So, so did you sign his Baneslayer? I did. He still has it, I think. Um, I was going to say, where's it at now, dude? It's fucking Chris, ramping up in value, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, lucky let that shit off, Chris. No, but I think I if, you know, maybe he's sold his collection, it's been a while since I've talked to him, but he may have it still. Let's bring him on the show, I'll ask him. Yeah, Chris Miller. Like, hey, man, so I got that Mark Mahachko official Baneslayer Angel. Uh, Segwaying into here, actually, speaking of people that we both know that have a question, Nate Huff. Oh, Nate Huff. What a legend. Nate Huff. Call no, back, what a legend. last episode. Call back. Whoop, whoop. So Nate Huff said, I still keep a living tsunami that Mark signed for me and tucked away in my binder full of altars and reserve lists. It's a reminder of his finest limited moment. I'm just glad to see that I was there to witness it live. So I don't know if you've, you've heard this secondhand, right? This story? I'm pretty sure I've heard this story multiple times through the other Nathan, Nathan Bricky. Nathan Bricky right? um, don't call him Nate. Yeah, I will never call him Nate again. I was scolded for calling him Nate. That's okay. Um, he's Bricky or Brick. Brick dog. Yeah, Brickster. Nope, not I that, made that one. one up right there. I made that um, one. Up. <laughs> uh, yeah. So he's gonna hate me for that, editor. Okay. I think he actually just told me that story like again, like recently, and I was like, I think I remember you telling me that before. So I kind of know the story, but I, I'd much rather hear your um version. My rendition. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll give the short of it. So we're at Heroic Adventures. It's a draft. It's Zendikar. Whatever set Living Tsunami is, I think it's Zendikar. It's in that block so for sure. Yeah, and so Z Living Tsunami says at the beginning of your upkeep, return a land to your hand or sacrifice Living Tsunami. So I'm in a winning position against this guy for a, a draft box, and I'm like trying to make this trade also while I'm playing this game. And so I'm like kind of in my head, like thinking about how I'm financially going to do this, blah, 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 because I'm broke as shit and I'm still trying to buy cards. And so I go untap, you know, he, this guy is just super dead, right? So I go untap, attack you. And Bricky goes, hey, man, I think you got something in play you're not supposed to have. And I go, what? He go, he just points to it. And I look at it. I look at him. I look back down. And, you know, I was a hothead back then. I'll, be, I'll admit, I was a hothead. Oh, really? There's no question about it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Big surprise. But 
and I looked at him, I go, you fucking suck. And I like took it and I put it in the graveyard and then we played the game and I got crushed because I needed that living tsunami because he drew, I can't remember exactly the sequence, but I was so mad. I stormed out of that place. I didn't even grab my prize that day. I just left. I was so mad at Bricky, dude. Even though it was, all, I was a game's rule violation. It was my fault, right? And he just pointed out the game state was incorrect. But I was so mad, Oliver. I was livid. I, I don't think I talked to Bricky for like two weeks that and that's what it's like to be a young man nothing is your fault yeah yeah no exactly you can always push that off to somebody else if you try hard or if you're an old man some people some old men are like that too well sometimes they have the same brain they're just older bodies yep 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 but yeah i thought that was a very good story so nate huff thank you uh for the shout out and uh it was one of my finer quote-unquote moments (laughs) of my fact that he still has a card that you signed or whatever is pretty funny right i love it i love it um, we've got one from Phil Stanko. I believe that's how you pronounce it. We call him the Stanky Man. If not, but, you're fired. Yeah, if you're not, you're fired. Uh, he wants us to have a Pokemon drawing contest. So that may be for another podcast. I'm not prepared for that. I don't have. If you had gave me this proposition about 23 years ago, I would have given you a pretty good run for your money. I used to draw like Raichu, Charmander. Wow. That's my favorite Pokemon. Um, What's yours? Golduck. Golduck. People dude. hate on Golduck. Dude, Golduck's the shit. Golduck's sweet, Now, dude. here's what I'll say. It's fucked up that his name's Golduck because he's not golden at all. True. He should be. I wonder if there's like a translation error and, and like Psyduck was supposed to be Golduck and Golduck was supposed to be Psyduck. But Golduck is the jam, dude. He fucking, he's got a crystal on his head. He does hyper beam. He's psychic. He's, he's like psychic. He, he like, he always has a very serious look on his face because he's down for business. Always down like for a, business. like a duck bill. Um, so yeah, Golduck is my favorite Pokemon. That's I awesome. I represent. I'm incredibly happy that you went so far into that. You weren't. You didn't know I was that prepared for a favorite Pokemon question, were you? No, I didn't even bring that up to you. So I'm, I'm glad that you took notes. I put a lot of thought into what my favorite Pokemon is, even though I haven't played in 20 years. <laughs> That's good. You yeah. gotta always know, like, right away, whenever someone's gonna ask you on the street. You know? I only said that because I had a conversation with again Jimmy Stone, name drop, about Pokemon like a few months ago, and he was like, "Who's your favorite Pokemon?" I was like, "Golduck," and he's like, <laughs> "Golduck." <laughs> Like, yeah, what's wrong with I can Gold- see Jimmy's face. I don't even know what he looks like, but making that face. Like, what's wrong with Golduck? Golduck's the shit. Golduck's so, fine. What's wrong with Golduck? He's not fine. He's awesome. He's He is awesome, but I'm like, you know, he's not not fine, like Jimmy said. Yeah. So, anyways, so I'm, I'm, not, I'm not drawing anything. I'm not drawing anything. He's, he's dying on this hill, Phil. Yeah. Also, don't look at my bed. You can see my cosmic bed through my virtual background. Wow. First of, of all, world. where did you buy that where did you buy that background? That's sweet. Where did I buy the background? Yeah. I got it for free. That's stealing. I got it from you actually. Well, somebody made it for you and then you sent it to me and then I downloaded it and now I have the background. Looks really nice. Thank you. The bed um, is from Amazon. The bed and sheets. We'll plug it in the description. We won't actually do Also, that. I'll put a link to my bed and sheets. In the <laughs> it's out of this world like i said oh man uh cosmic blankets for listening right now um you can eat your cosmic brownies and your cosmic blankets (laughs) moving right along now um the galaxy brain editor um so phil said i need speculation on reprints in commander legends uh i'm calling imperial seal and cabal coffers that's what phil thinks but i've been known to be very wrong about things then i need to hear about draft strategies and why it's always draft removal of, of every color and no win conditions so do you want to start on this one, Phil, or uh, Oliver, or do you want me to? Um, I have almost zero to add outside of the limited thing because I don't even okay. – literally the well, rest of that was like limited. speaking another language to me. 
Uh, <laughs> um, so it was, what was it? Why do you pick removal over win conditions? Yeah, he said, then I need to hear about draft strategies and why it's always draft removal of every color and no win conditions. So I guess maybe to refine the question a bit more, like what what is your approach to limited? Like whenever you sit down, how high do you put a premium on removal versus bombs versus synergy versus, versus things Didn't like we that? kind of talk about this somewhere? A around? little bit. Oh, you know what? Actually backing up a little bit about the cards that I love playing in limited the most, I want to answer that really quick. Okay. Spider spawning. Shout out to spider spawning in Innistrad. That card is amazing. Four in a green. Make a one-two spider with reach for every creature in your yard, and the idea was you would like mulch and dream twist yourself to where your your yard was all exposed and you have a bunch of creatures, and then you would spider spawning and it had flashback, which was I think six or seven in a black, okay. and so even if you didn't hit it off the draw, you could still hit it off of the dredge, so to speak, off the flashback. Okay. okay. So super value. Um, yeah, but the the cool thing about that format was that you could draft things like Dream Twist, Blue, Instant, Mill three cards, and then Flashback for one and a blue really highly, um, and you almost always table them even though they were like the linchpin to your deck. But anyway, cool. Spider spawning, very cool. Um, moving on to Phil's question again about draft strategies. Uh, you I, talked about this on the Cryptic Commander is where I'm is where I'm thinking of. Oh, that's right, the Cryptic Commander. So we can we can touch base on it a little bit. Um, like the bread theory. Yeah, I'm sure that you. Yeah, it's like bombs removal evasion. Uh, Ed, I don't remember the rest. Something, but those the, are the three main ones. Yeah, so you kind of draft in that whenever you first start. It's a good like middle ground to you know. A it's a good baseline. It's a good based. place to start. Yeah, exactly. In a format ones. like Innistrad, it's not gonna be as good because you Dream Twists are like a one out of five, but you really want them in certain decks. Same with Mulch and stuff like that. Um, but really, I think the most important part about, or at least draft, is reading your reading the people around you, knowing whenever you need to jump ship after you hit that giant white mythic and pack one, pick one, that you need to just take the red cards now and not not be white or be, you know, whatever. So picking up on signals, essentially. Yeah, signals is a big thing. I, I don't know if you have anything to add or remove from that, but... No, I was just going to kind of go over the... Like, I like I always thought it was, you know, bombs over removal. I, again, it's situational. Um, but, like, you know, you just talked about the, the whole bread thing and other things. That's what I was thinking of, so... That's all I was going to say. Yeah, and the second part of the question for Phil was uh, regarding reprints on Commander Legends. I'll be honest, I don't have any speculations as to what it would be. Cabal Coffers make sense. It's an expensive uncommon from Torment that's not on the reserve list that could easily see print um, that Wizards could take a little bit of cash grab from. Because I think that's what, like Secret Layers and these reprint of Commander, Commander Legends, it's for. It's to, to slot those really expensive cards that are old into them to resell. Sell those packs. So... Um, but yeah, anyway, I hope that answers your question, Phil. Um, we're going to move along to Randy Martins here, which says, what do you feel are some of the most overrated or underrated decks or archetypes? Modern specifically, because that's my main format. So I'll I'll take this from here, because I'm sure you don't have too much insight on modern. Um, I actually don't really either. Um, I've been so invested in just like kind of the financial side recently, I haven't been able to play much. But I will say, from my friends that I've talked to, modern's a lot healthier since the bans. It's a lot... I mean, modern's still combo-oriented, similar to Pioneer, where it's really all about, you know, getting to turn six. Like, I know Caleb, so Caleb Shear, another name drop, he's a good buddy of mine. I'm sure you guys know him as the Storm guy. He's an employee here at Mana STL as well. He's one of my oldest friends from Magic. I mean, I have a lot of good memories with him. He'll be, He'll be on the, the podcast, too. Yeah, definitely. Um, but he plays Lotus, Lotus Breach 
but no, no breach anymore because Underworld Breach is banned. But Lotus is still good, which is Lotus Field is a, a land that comes into play tapped. It taps for three of any color, but when it comes into play, you have to, I think it's either return or sacrifice two other lands, but you can twiddle it. So twiddle is like the original blue instant tap or untap target permanent. So if you can do that enough times, you generate a bunch of mana and then you can do like make you draw your whole deck kind of thing. So from what I understand, since the shifts have gone from more combo oriented, people are taking things out like damping spheres from their their sideboard because they're not as relevant now. But people like Lotus Breach can kind of come in under that saying like, okay, if you're not going to respect us, then we're going to kill you. Right. So that's kind of a cool dynamic that's happened since the shift in uh, bands and restricted announcements and all that good stuff. That was my thing is like why I never got into older formats is like it's like the older you get into the formats the more combo decks there are and I was just never a big fan of combo decks it's like half the decks I looked at were the like dark depths what's the vampire that removes vampire hex mage hex mage yeah like I remember decks I was never super interested in combo decks see I like the fact that combo decks exist and I also enjoy playing them too like I'm a big fan of uh, Splinter Twin I played Splinter Twin at Nationals in 2000 I remember when that card was a dollar garbage rare that nobody played yeah and they found out like oh wait this is really insane yeah. And it was like $50. Not that really. I think it was like 30 or something. But anyway, combo decks, I think, are really interesting to exist in games like Magic because they're not straightforward, obvious as to why they are good. But whenever you start getting digging into the format as to how to attack them and stuff, it's the answers aren't really surface level. And what I mean by that is when you're playing against Splinter Twin, it's not about removing an enchantment. That's like a non-factor. You never board an enchantment removal because you're dead if you do that, right? Because the, the damage is done. So you have to be able to attack it on the axis in which matters, which is like you have to play them on the stack. That's where they that's where their their Achilles heel is. If you can play them on the stack, you can beat their game. But if you're gonna play on their terms where they're gonna play like end of your turn Exarch or end of your turn Cryptic Command you, like you're gonna die. So you have to be able to play on that front where it's like, okay, I'm ready for your spells on my turn. I think that's why I didn't like them because I was not ready for stuff like that. I didn't yeah, consider it, myself an advanced enough player to like be able to deal with all those situations. That's what makes magic interesting to me is we've got that little triangle of combo mid-range and mm -hmm. and control. Um, and I am a fan of all of them. I'll play mono red. I'll smash you with blue white. I'll smash you with splinter twin. I don't care. My you theory is whatever's good. There. Well, because you no, have one I, fucking deck tech video, you're like the fucking God's gift to magic, the competitive Magic the Gathering, dude. I kind of forgot about. I that, saw your fucking deck tech video, dude. I forgot four, about that. Your four, whatever it was, four color, five color. I actually four. remember seeing that and I was like, whoa, Mark has a. Because, like, back when I played Magic, I used to watch deck tech all the time. I was like, I'm not being a deck tech. I like making cool decks. I remember watching Jerry T's fucking spread them. I fucking love spread them, dude. Jerry T, dude, <laughs> that guy. So, shout out to Jerry T. There's no way he's watching this, but Jerry T's really cool. Him what and I go show. really, really far back. He used to live in St. Louis, he was originated here. Mm -hmm. He actually grew up in Ogre Store. Uh, which is really kind of where I grew up too, and so he moved eventually, I think, to like KC or something. Does he still like play? That. I don't think so. I think so. I'm pretty sure he made some kind of like stance against Wizards after really? he would like worked for them. I I don't know. This oh, is all. Yeah. Yeah, he worked for them, and then something happened. I'm I'm not really too privy to it, but. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, maybe another podcast whenever I can do some more research. I I just remember the legendary deck tech of spread them like it was so spread funny like spread like it was the it was the first like real Jun counter. Yeah, yeah, because John was way too good. And it was like, whoa. And it was, we were like, and then so then my friends would make, they would make spread him. And we, we had so much fun going spread him every, every time he was spreading <laughs> Dude, season, somebody's land. It was so good. Yeah. It was so good. My deck tech, though, let's move back to that. Do you remember the deck tech? It was four color miracles. This is a deck that we actually made on the way to the tournament. I just remember being very impressed that you had a, like a real deck. I'm like, oh, like Mark's like a real magic player. 
Like yeah, that was what, what sealed I, the deal for me. I got crushed that tournament too, which is funny that it made an impression like that on you. But yeah. I, I think I went like two and three in that tournament. But the idea was that we would dredge. It kind of actually came from spider spawning a little bit, where we'd like mulch away a bunch of shit into our yard, like bonfire the dams, miracles, like entreat the angels, uh, take an extra turn, temporal mastery. Was it four color? It was four color. Okay. Yeah, red, blue, white, green, because you needed mulch, entreat, temporal mastery, and bonfire. And Weird. so the idea was that you would uh, noxious revival on your upkeep, the thing that you would draw, so that you would ensure that your miracle would hit. And okay. so you could, in a moment's notice, even on their turn, because you had instant speed draw, think twice as and stuff, that you could be like, all right, on your attack step, terminus you. It's actually quite quite good against certain certain decks in the format, which is why we thought it was well positioned. I think if like my matchups would have went a little bit different, it would have gone pretty well. But I ran into like a bunch of control decks, and in fact, died to divine intervention for twenty, <laughs> which is not a card that was played. Uh, but I didn't play to the out, of course, because I didn't know that he would have it in a seventy-five. But I'd like created a bunch of angels on my turn prior and we like this is a really long drawn out game against a guy playing control and so i'm like all right well like i just win the game so like attack you and he goes all right divine intervention for 21 and i'm like what does that do and it reflects essentially the damage to a target and that would be me so i died to my own angels and i was uh not happy you weren't happy about that? You I don't know why. Magic and you weren't happy? I know. It's really weird. That's crazy, dude. That is crazy. That's one of the craziest things we've had on here. Um, so, yeah, that was one of my finer moments of Star City games, other than, like, the couple top 16s I've had. I never broke a top 8 in Star City, which is really weird to me. Uh, not, I mean, not to say that I like, deserve it or whatever. It's just, like, I did play in quite a few of them, but I just never broke broke skin. I mean, I would have um, had I not missed my survival castrator even when I was round one. Did I kill like... <laughs> That's an inside joke, but we got to tell it now. Christian Valenti. Oh, you want me to tell it now? There's no way that Christian is watching this, but Christian Valenti, we remember you a whole lot. Yeah, you're more than welcome to come on. But Oliver and you played uh, in what Rise of... Was it Rise Standard? This was at least 10 years ago in Colorado, Star City 5K. I don't remember what... It was during the Jace Squadron Hawk uh eldrazi conscription era what a mess by the that. way love that deck great great time can you tell why i quit playing magic because I was, all i did was play standard and every deck was jason squadron hawks and fucking bullshit um, it was fun so anyways i didn't play those stupid fucking dork ass decks i was playing <laughs> fucking a super mega fucking chad thundercock deck <laughs> aka mono white eldrazi um because i literally saw some guy like randomly won a some random online moto tournament with it and i was like this deck seems pretty cool you, what was the what's the six mana artifact that taps for three mana if you play an Eldrazi? You, you played that card. I don't. That's I don't so play, bad. I don't even know it. I don't even it, know it. It was never played in anything else. Okay. Um, but it played all his dust, and that card was lit. I loved. All oh, his AIDS. Dust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. AIDS you. Yep. Um, <laughs> so That's what we used to say all the time. It AIDS you. So I was playing against this young fellow named Christian Valenci. I think that's how you say his name. I think so. Um, he definitely has no idea who I am. He definitely would not probably even remember this interaction. He but, won't even recognize me probably. Um, but I, I will never forget this because it was such a weird situation. So anyways, he was I was playing Mono White Eldrazi Control. Um, very well-tuned, very well-refined, <laughs> very meta deck. Just kidding. Super that's true. meta. Um, and this is, uh, this is the biggest tournament I've ever played in, by the way. Like, side note, like, I was in such shock at that tournament because this is the first time I played with, like, quote-unquote magic celebrities. Um, because, so, I was so absorbed 
in the online like magic culture like i would read all the star 35k articles that all the pros would post i would watch all their fucking videos on youtube like i worshipped patrick chapin and brian kibler and all those guys like jerry t and like i, I i'm at this event and it's the first time i've seen any of them in person and like my eyes were just like i was like I was like filled with wonder and yeah. like my friends were like making fun because i was so starstruck by these guys and uh another side story one of them oh there's a lot of side stories to this um, okay fuck it let's go in so let's go deep with with the group of friends that i was with um one of the guys names was jared bland shout out to jared bland super cool guy um i've actually told you about him recently but i'll tell you later anyways yeah. he um he was playing mono green eldrazi elves with Eldrazi Monument, remember that deck? Yeah. Which actually, I really liked that deck. But um, deck was sweet. so out of like 300 people in this tournament, him and I got paired up around one, and of we course. were friends, and we drove up together. Of course, um, yeah. I beat him. He was very unhappy because I was playing Mono White Eldrazi. A super playing. meta deck, like yeah, yeah, yeah. He was pretty upset. Um, so next round, I lost to Kristen Valencia, which is the story I'm supposed to be telling, but I'm getting into I'm getting sidetracked. Um, after that round, I came back and I see Jared, who was my friend that I just beat in round one, is sitting down to Conley Woods. Now, <laughs> oh man, okay, that's this is, is the direction now, we're taking. That's fine. This is classic Conley Woods, okay? That's all I'm gonna say. It's sure. classic Conley Woods, okay? Yeah, um, shout out to Conley Woods if you're listening. <laughs> We're gonna have a break dancing segment. Editor. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> I couldn't help myself. Wow. All right. So, Connolly uh, was. No knives allowed on the show. Please keep them at home. <laughs> um. Anyways, so yeah, and Connolly Woods, like at the time, like he was huge, and I don't mean physically. I mean like <laughs> in the magic community. So I was like, whoa, my friend's playing Connolly Woods. Can I watch? And I, as I sat down, they're like, oh, we're done. And like, of course, <sighs> Connolly Woods smashed. <laughs> plan um anyway back to the main story so sorry i was playing against president Valenci. he's playing aldrazi conscription which if you guys remember super beta cuck fucking libtard deck (laughs) (laughs) to put it lightly i mean that deck is so stupid anyways i'm playing my stupid bullshit eldrazi mono white deck that isn't real and we're one on one it's game three and I don't know if you guys remember how well you remember the original Zendikar block, but there was a card, I don't know if it was World Wake or what, but there's a card called Survival Cash, which was, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, it's one white, two colorless, it's a sorcery. No? No, that's right. Okay. Um, and it says, gain two life? Yeah, and draw a card. And if you are if you have more life than them, draw a card? Oh, I think, I think that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And then it has rebound where it happens again, right? Right, right. You exile okay. it and do it on your upkeep. So I had played that card at some point in the game. And what I would do to remind myself to rebound it is I would put it on top of my deck. Well, Kristen Valenti did not like this. And I was like, I get it. It's annoying, but whatever. He called a judge over. And the judge was like, yeah, you, you can't have it on your deck. I'm sorry. You just put a die on there or something and said, that's fine. I was like, okay. I didn't have an extra die. So I was like, I'll just remember it. Well, as you can probably guess, I didn't remember it. And... As soon as I missed the trigger to go into like my main phase or whatever, I was like, oh, I forgot my trigger. He's like, sorry, man, nothing, you know, you can't, it's too late. I'm like, yeah, you're right, whatever. It's like, it's only two life. It's not going to matter. I definitely lost the game at it, exactly it mattered. zero life. It mattered. Yeah, yeah. yeah it mattered. Yeah. 
And I was like, apparently, and he was like a pretty good player at the time. I don't know if he yeah, still plays, he, but like he was he like was pretty accomplished at the time. Yeah. So like, I would have beat him, and it would have been cool, and I, I would have done a little bit better. But it meant more to it probably meant more to him than it did to me. I obviously didn't play Magic much longer after that. So, I mean, I, do you think that would have turned the turned the tides for Oliver Hill? I probably would have lost. I mean, I actually, I I lost the next game too, which. I played against a guy playing Jun, which I was like, whatever, I don't give a fuck about Jun. But he sideboarded in um, – there's an artifact. It's a scepter, and you tap it, and you make your opponent discard a card. Oh, it's a scepter of feud, black, black. Why did he have that in Jund? I have no idea. He really beat bad. me with that card, and I don't know why he had it. I don't know why you would ever put that in Jund. I don't know why you'd put that in anything. But I lost to that <laughs> card, and I was like, okay. well, We're done here. <laughs> yeah. GG. Mono Wild Drowsy couldn't get the job done. What a surprise. What a um, big surprise. You know, it didn't have a good Jund matchup. Yeah, my Kozilek just couldn't get the job done. So didn't have the Kozilek. Maybe know. next time. Yeah. And that's my sad story about Kristen Valenci and Star 75K and seeing Patrick Chapin spin around with chairs in his hands and it made me laugh really hard. Yeah, that guy's pretty funny, actually. He's a very interesting guy. Shout out to Patrick Chapin, the innovator. P-Chap. P-Chap. Shout so, out. Um, we are going to move right along here with the next yep. question we have patrick owens asking modern warp world do you know that card oliver i do not all right so i th i believe and this is just off the top of my head it's five red 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 for some sorcery effect that i'd have no fucking clue um it like literally warps the world it like changes permanence in and out of play or whatever what set is it from i don't okay. know it's not it's not a playable card but i think it's just a troll question but patrick owens shout out to you appreciate you interacting here We're recording, right? Yeah, I actually did have record. <laughs> but, yeah, I did. But I can edit it hey, so hopefully it doesn't. Hey, editor. Leave it in, leave it in. Leave it in it later. Should we have this as a thumbnail? <laughs> I want to do an intermission. It's just going to be you munching cheeses. And from our sponsors. Cheeses, if you're listening. <laughs> Frozen 2, I love that now book. in theaters. I love that fucking inside meme, dude. It's so funny. Yep. Are you still listening? Oh, you know what? Speaking of if there's anyone left, do you want to reward people for getting to this point? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Crusaders. Crusaders. Moving on. I'll, I'll put something on the video. Thanks, thanks. That actually concludes the um, questions that we have, but I don't think, I'm sure we've got some other things that we could cover here. Um, um, if you want to, we're at about 45 minutes so far, so. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I forgot about the, uh, the time. You, if you want to go, I mean, we can keep going. If not, we can, we can call it. Um, let's go ahead and just share one more story. Okay. Of... You want to do one apiece? Actually, you go first. You go first, and then I'll I'll just I'll riff off you. Let me pick. Let me. I got a couple on, on a list. Here. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um. Let's see. Which one do I want to tell? Ooh. Do I want to tell my super juicy one? Yeah. I told there. two yeah, of them. Two. I, I told two of them already. Really? Let's do all of them at this point. I had two. I had the the Bane Slayer one, and I had the 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 leg one. The yeah. one with Eldrazi. Um. So I'll just, I have two more stories I can tell. Well, we can right. bounce back and forth. Okay. Um, 
Uh, one of them's not that interesting. It's just kind of dumb. I'm not going to tell that one. It's dumb. Okay. I'll tell the good one. I'll tell the good one. Okay. This is my favorite magic story of all time. Of all time? Wow. I'm actually, I'm I'm sure I've told you this at some point. It's probably been a long time though. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. So this is again, over a decade ago, probably 11, 10, 11, 12 years ago. Um, I did not play in constructed tournaments very often, but this time I decided I wanted to, because I had a, a deck I actually really, really liked um this so this was again back around shards of alarv m10 m11 something like that or somewhere around there um jund was jund like the original jund blood braid lightning bituminous blast sprouting thranax sprouting thranax you name it that that was you know the deck mm-hmm. um of course i am super i'm not a fucking virgin beta cuck lord playing you know stupid bullshit decks like that i was playing a real man's deck i was playing fucking <laughs> i was playing red white black wow that was not good red white black control with wow that was not good okay what do you mean dude i had a johnny vengeant i want to go through my deck list okay oh god okay tight hollow scholars oh i love that card i will always always back that card very core part of the story by the way um tight hollow scholars wall of omens blightning uh i think terminate was legal back then yeah yeah um so you just like played all the bad white cards in favor of getting rid of all the really good green cards. Yeah, I had like Path of Exile, a Johnny Vengeant. A Johnny was sweet. Johnny was sweet. Uh, Baneslayers were in there. Baneslayer oh, I've got Angel. a good... Oh, that actually reminds me of the story I'm going to tell for sure. So many Baneslayer Angel stories. No, it's a different one, but yeah. Oh, okay. Anyways, um, so I, that's the deck I was playing. Um, Obviously not as good as, you know, I got the fucking meta checker over here, Mark Mahachko. Um, you and Christian Blunty should get together sometime and talk about how bad every non-meta deck is. We really should. Um, so, uh, do you have the deck? So, <laughs> so, anyways, I'm playing my red, white, black bullshit control deck, and my opponent round one. This is just like a local FNM. It's nothing huge. Um, he's playing John. Um, it's game three, game one and two, whatever normal games. Nothing exciting happen. Game three. I go turn two, Tide Hollow Skuller. Uh, grab your um, some removal spell. I don't know what it was. Uh, turn three, Tide Hollow Skuller. Grab another removal spell. <laughs> turn four, Tide Hollow Skuller. <laughs> grab another removal spell. And he couldn't get rid of it. And I just like got rid of his hand. And uh, it, it literally fucked him. Like he couldn't do anything. That's so funny. Oh man, I just remember how good the story is. This is only half of the story. So yeah, anyways, he was... He was very salty that he lost a triple tide hollow scolder and he's like yeah like this deck's like really cool like i really wanted to make something like this like myself actually it's like really cool like you just got everything you needed yeah it's like crazy you got everything you needed i'm like yeah yeah it's whatever and then so being you know the the um the salty man that he was he wasn't satisfied with losing oh also this is important he goes what's your rating by the way and i was like i don't know he goes rating dude i fucking love the rating question but yeah continue he was very upset I didn't know what my rating was because it was a very clear sign that I didn't care and it probably wasn't very high. Yeah, probably negative 16 points for him. Or 32. Yeah, he was very, he's like, well, he's like, he's like, do you want a one pack? You know, you know what one packing is? I actually also known as don't. Mini Masters. Oh, okay, yeah. We call it a one packing, whatever. It, explain what one packing is because there's probably a lot of people that don't know. So one packing, at least to us, it was like each person playing, usually just two people playing against each other, Multiplayer one pack would be weird. I don't even know if you can if you can do that. Um, anyways, you would both buy one pack of cards, one booster, and then you would get what two of each land. Yeah, you would get two of each basic them. land. 
and then you would shuffle it and that was your deck it was just a pack and then two of each basic land um so he wanted to do that and i was like sure why not like i, I did genuinely feel bad but i was also like this guy's a salty little bitch boy but it's whatever so i was like whatever i'll play him while i wait for the next round uh what set do you think he wanted to do you remember the story by the way i don't i think this is oh wait oh was this a uh, world wake yeah that was my next yeah like, you... okay yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, you... no. so this the set that he picked for us to one pack with was world wake that's unfortunate you guys may or may not know that set yeah um... <laughs> uh, some specific iconic card in there yeah so that kind of gives away the story but so essentially we both played um i got my rare it was a talus paladin which was a ally something scout whatever three and a, three and a white for like a three fourth yeah he was garbage but i had a couple other allies so like i just i just he actually got screwed so there's so <laughs> many things of the story so i i ended up beating him um basically and he we never saw his rare while we played mine was talus paladin so um <laughs> he's like he's like if my if my rare is jace the mind sculptor i'm leaving and I was like, okay. Well, it was Jay's the Mind Sculptor. Oh, by the I mean, way, whoever, whoever wins gets both packs. That's the rule. Yeah, that's the rule for one pack. So, yeah. one pack so his was Jace. And he, he, really, he goes, of course, it's a fucking Jace. And then he's like, man, I could never. He had some like really strong green card that cost two green. He forgot to put a second force in his deck. Wow. So he handed over his Jace like a gentleman. He grabbed his stuff and he left without saying a word. And that was how I made a man quit playing magic, I think. I that's, actually, that's a pretty good story. It's like multifaceted. It's got a lot of, lot of juice. And, and that was the only Jace the Mind Sculptor I ever owned. I immediately traded it for some. It was like, this is when World Lake like first came out. So it was like a $40 card. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before like Stoneforge and Callblade and all that. Correct. Big. Um, so I don't know which one I should tell. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll tell them both. So. I used to play every single weekend at like Star City 5Ks or GPs. And there were, back in the day at least, there were like win a box side events constantly. You could, yep. you could enter them, constructed, limited, whatever. So I played in the Jund era, like we were talking about, like the spreading seas, all that stuff. I played Spread in Modern I just ball lightning people. Okay. Sure. And so <clears throat> there's two parts of the story. Part one is whenever people started catching on to Modern Red being good. People did not know how to play you the Red deck wins. Red deck wins, RDW for those of you that are old enough um they not call that anymore i don't think they abbreviate stuff like so back when we played it was like boat brew you, you know what boat brew is right it's red white red white kithkin uh figure of destiny no you know yeah yeah yeah. okay yep. okay so the reason why that's called boat brew is because two guys that were famous jerry t and someone else no i, I won't I remember I won't figure it. destiny at least i don't know if i know the whole deck but anyway that was brewed on a boat that's okay. the reason why that's called boat brew we don't have okay. cool names like that anymore like skittles or cheerios cheerios or was or spread them. We don't have that anymore. They like, I don't know we why make they a like, new one. I think we bring it back. I think we bring back the old deck names because like whenever you made it with a deck, you got to name it. So people coined it. So like you know, uh, Cheerios or whatever. It played a bunch of zero mana artifacts, right? The guy that created that deck got to name it something kind of cool. Now, okay. granted, it's hard to translate from Magic player player like, hey, are you playing Tricks or Cheerios this weekend? Like that was actually a conversation you might have. Yeah. And so if you don't so know that, I got Raisin Brand, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a Kellogg's fan or whatever, you know. Yeah. Um. Uh, but anyway, what was the point of the story? Probably something dumb. I don't know. Yeah, it was super dumb. But uh, anyway, yeah. Oh, the conventions for naming stuff. So anyway, people didn't know how to play Mono Red Mirror, 
And the reason why I know that is because when me and Caleb, Caleb Ch Shear, shout out to you again, we would extensively test. I mean, we would test when we didn't even need to test, but we would test with the Red Mirror because we both chose that that was actually the best deck in the format, even in the Jund era. And I still stick to my guns. That was true because in the board, you could play Quenchable Fire. So it's three and a red sorcery target player loses three life on their upkeep pay blue if they can't three more life okay and so you'd board those in against john and that was just a six mana or a six point lava axe for four mana yep and and uh you know anyway digressing back to the mono red mirror people would like goblin guide me on turn one and ball lightning me on turn three and it was so incredibly wrong to do that because you were able to answer it with shock lightning bolt all these different cards and it was a downgrade on your mana so what we did was like well four dragon's claws and then we board out all of our goblin guides all of our ball lightnings and we just play control we're mono red oh control wow now. okay dragon's claws the one artifact where you gain life when they play red yeah exactly and so people didn't understand why they were losing 90 percent of the mirror matches to us because we would never lose a mirror we match literally to shift it, to like a different archetype we would be a different archetype we, we would big we went into big red yeah. is what we would call it the big okay. red strategy and we would actually use that against other strategies too because they would sideboard in a way that like they would kill goblin guides and ball lightnings with the pinch of i know. fucking hate goblin guide i love that guy dude know so you. Annoying. What the? um but yeah guide's great i love that guy i love mono red i love ball lightning too but dragon's call has got a real place in my heart um anyway so now digressing even further i used to play in these 5ks all the time they have winter boxes so this guy I play this guy, he's playing Jund, okay? And Putrid Leech, black, green for a 2-2. Two, two. You can pay two life, he gets plus two, plus two, but you can only do it once a turn, okay? Yep. It was very, very funny to me when I would play Goblin Guide into Leeches and I would attack them. Because they would, they would say like, well, I don't understand what's going on, I could just block. Like, are you dumb? Turn. Like, are you stupid, right? And so this one guy, I go, a guide you, attack. And he goes, well, block. I go, okay, no effects. He goes, I'll pump. I go, all right, pop my fetch, Searing Blazer guy. Yeah. And he goes, okay. And he goes, put his guy in the bin, untap. But these are like round one you. opponents, right? Like, No, this was for the box because I refused to split to him. Okay. So we're this in the finals. You could... This guy's very okay. bad. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was an eight man pod, those kinds of things at the Star City side events. And sure. so. Yeah, I'm they like, all, all right. lost their fucking round. So they're playing. Yeah. So I'll blaze you, right? Yeah. And so then he's like, all right, well, quote, whatever. Untap leech. I go, untap land, attack you. And he goes, block. I go, pop my fetch, searing blaze you. What are you doing, you moron? I'm lava axing you for two mana. Learn from your mistakes. Come to find out, I won that box. We play, I play another one. I'm in the finals against this guy again. For another box? For another box. A separate box. And I decline his offer once again to split because normally convention is that you split but i am yeah but you know you can fucking win why would you split oh i came here to play baby give me my packs right i mean you know he's a dumb dumb i'm definitely not gonna split, split with this you're dude. definitely gonna split you only split if they're better than you are equal exactly like sam blacks or noah walkers of the world right when you know your place yeah i could beat both their fucking asses yeah, exactly so anyway uh we we're playing and all my friends are standing around right and i at this point in my life i'm a big show I'm a, I'm a, I have no friends, but I'm a real showboat guy. I like to make, you know, make a kind of a fool of my opponent a in a way, a little bit of a spectacle. And so the same situation comes up, and I am the cockiest fuck in the world. And I'm like, attack you. Like, you can't block me. Leech. And he's got a leech in play. And he goes, block. <laughs> and I go, are you fucking kidding me? I actually said that. Are you fucking kidding me? Blaze you. 
I, I said, I actually think I said lava axe you because that's what it equates to is you pay two life of bleach and I'm also burning you for three oh, okay, with the, sure. the blaze. Yeah. And my friends are like erupting, like just on fire because they, I, I was talking shit about this guy after the event, right? Yeah. And like they the know the story. Yeah, yeah. The stars are all lining and it happens for the third time, or whatever, in that game. And my friends are losing it and his friends are there too. And dude, they were not happy. They were very unhappy because they all had entered the tournament, both of them, I believe. And I won both boxes and I refused to. Oh, I thought them. it was going to be like a, he like fucking um, pool shark do where he like no. sandbagged. <laughs> no, it was like no. I did some blowout fucking pump card to like, nope, win it was literally just something. lava actually 3x. Wow, he did it three times and lost two Three boxes. times in two matches and lost two boxes for it. And I like scooped up my box and like happily walked away. And like, dude, we got so many like dead glares and shit like that. It was not. Yeah, anyway, but now to my story, my bad beat story that I get for this shit, okay? okay. So we're in a top eight of a PTQ. Me and Josh Lalo, name drop, Caleb Shear and Greg Keithley. Greg Keithley, one of my good buddies, uh, top eighted uh, Grand Prix, actually finalist of GP Denver 2019, 2018. Anyway, it was his first Pro Tour invite. I was a five-star general in Halo 3 in 2008. Name drop. So uh, I'm playing... Esper Walls, this deck that we made with like Wall of Omens, Wall of Denial, because Mono Red was really big at the time. And this one was Wall of Denial, is it the blue one? Zero eight giant ass, one blue white for zero eight flying oh, yeah, yeah, shroud. Yeah. Okay, yep. Yeah. So and we pivoted our deck at the day of because blue green ramp, which was a deck that played like Primeval Titan, um, yep. Colony Heart Expeditions, Time Warps, things like that. That, that was, was the rug, didn't it? Yes, and then it turned to rug, but the week that was the weekend it broke out, and it was only blue green for that weekend. Okay. So we had shifted our strategies to like beat that, and so we had already like we're really really comfortable with our Jun matchup because Thrynex can't get through it, never dies. Wall of Denial checks it, Wall of Omens checks it. Um, Bloodbraid is a joke, right? You really just don't give a fuck about anything that they're doing. So Jun was actually a good matchup on the tail end. So we didn't really worry about that too much. Well, I'm in the top eight of a PTQ against this guy. And all my friends, like Greg and, and everyone's lined up on the end. And he's shuffling his deck. And we're in game three. And I'm looking over at them. And, like, Greg is, like, signaling to me something. I can tell that he's trying to convey a message to me, but I have no idea what it is. And now I know what it is, and I'll tell you after. But he's shuffling the deck or whatever. And we get into this really convoluted game. And it comes to a point where I have a, two walls in play, six lands plus two tar pits. So eight total lands. He's at 12, Okay. I have him on a two-turn clock, but the turn prior, he has Liliana a vest in play. So three blue, three black, black for either plus one discard a card or minus two tutor to the top of your deck. Mm -hmm. So he minus twos to top of his deck. Okay. And then he plays Bloodbraid Elf. Combo. He flips birds. Okay. John didn't play birds. So Oliver can attest to this. John did not play birds. So I'm like yeah. very confused. Because okay. this whole match has been Jun versus, you know, I know this matchup. I know it in and out. No big deal. So he tutors for birds. And so I untap and I'm fucking tanking. I'm like, okay, well, he's dead in two turns to two tar pits. Like, what the fuck is this guy to do, right? I have Doomblade in my hand. I've got two walls up. I just don't know how I could possibly lose this game. So I'm like, all right, activate two tar pits, attack you. He goes, all right, go to the six. And I go, this guy's super confident in, like, attack that's clearly too... too or super good away. at bluffing, having a poker phase. Yeah, so he untaps and he goes, untap realm razor you is that the fucking rhino that like removes lands and shit three naya so three green red white four two trample when it comes into play remove all lands when he leaves play 
all lands that left play come back. So I'm like, fuck. Like, Deuces, creeping targets, catch you like, later. First dude. of all, are you fucking kidding me? But it's okay. I've got a Doomblade in hand, and all I have to do is draw two lands in like 16 draw steps, all right? I'm under no pressure. It's got a 4-2, but I've got like two wall denials, and I've got like a wall of omens or whatever. So I'm like, okay, I've got these checked. Five turns go by, dude, and he rips Bloodbraid into Bloodbraid. And mm -hmm. I go, or I go spell, spell, spell. And I go, all right, I have to draw a land here in order to live. I go, land. Whew, thank God, I'm still alive. Pass the turn. Attacks me. I'm at one thing away from dying. So I have to have Realm Rouser out of, out of play to have Tarpits to block at this point. That's the position I'm in. So I go untap, draw, Tarpit. So I have a tap land for my Doomblade that costs two. So I lose. And I have never been so fucking mad. That was a very silent two hours of the car ride home. Who was that deck? It was garbage, is what it was. And he <laughs> lost in the next round. He lost. What the fuck is that deck? So yeah, so the, the guy that ended up winning was uh, a guy I don't respect a whole lot, but he wow. was playing. Let's get him on blue, the show. He was playing blue. Oh, Gabe Wells, because he tried to fucking cheat against Lalo, and that's another story. Anyway, I have a lot of stories about Gabe Wells. Anyway, that guy's a fuck. So. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he was playing blue green and he didn't win that PTQ. Um, he plays well; he's a good player, but he's just not a good person. Um, so that is my Realm Razor Jun story. Um, it, I just couldn't believe that someone Liliana tutored for a birds and and blood braided into it. It's so disaster. Two card so, combo. Yeah, something like that, I guess. Yeah. Um. Uh. And okay, so one more, one more, and then I'm done. I swear okay. to God. Sure. Another dude. PTQ top eight. It's your show, Me, man. Caleb. Me, Caleb, Greg, Greg, and Lalo all show up to this PTQ. Me, Greg, and Lalo all hot top eight. Okay, we're top eighting with Tom Ross. At the time, Tom Ross is not on the tour. Um, he's the guy with the leather jacket on the Star City thing. He's really popular and famous. Yeah, now, I definitely whatever. remember the name. I don't remember a face. I'm sure I would know. He's the him. infect token, actually, for Star City. Again, I'm sure I would know if I saw it. It's been too yeah. long. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so we get to play Tom Ross. I I play him in round two. No. No, I play him in round one. And I'm playing Mono Red, of course. I'm ball lining people all day. And he's playing Knight of the Reliquary, Stoneforge Mystic, Basilisk, Collar, Birds of Paradise. So it's like the Naya Cunning Mage, but it's got Wall of Reverence in it. You remember Which that? Which one card? is that? Three and a white for a 1-6 flying wall. Uh, at, the at your end step, choose a creature. Gain life equal to its power. Okay. And it was so a rare, it, right? It was a rare wall, yeah. yeah. And so... Mono Red really could not beat that card. It was like almost impossible. And Mono Red had spiked that weekend, and Tom had made a really good call of main decking them. And it was actually absurd with Knight of the Reliquary, because that was when Knight had fetch lands in there. So you could go mm -hmm. like block, Knight, fetch. He's a 4 4. And so Knight of the Reliquary plus Wall is like, you're gaining five a turn. There's literally no way I can win. And so he crushes me in, in round one. He proceeds to go and crush Greg in round two, and then crush Caleb in the finals. So we lost the whole car loss to Tom Ross that day because Lalo had lost to him in the Swiss. <laughs> so Tom Ross had destroyed the entire fucking car. You get absolutely fuckerinoed by Tom Ross. Yeah, but good guy. Tom Ross is actually a really cool guy. I know Caleb and him actually go go back because they're I'll have to look him together. up because I definitely remember that name. Did he like? Yeah. Did he write articles or anything? Yeah, he was a really really big name. For okay. I, I don't know what he's doing now. He might be in FFL. I think actually, future maybe future he's breakdancing. He could be breakdancing. God damn it. Um, I think he's in Future Future League, though, which is Wizards of the Coast, uh, like, you know, ahead of the curve, like, before they release it, like, testing. Oh, so, like, works for them, like, testing new sets? Yeah, testing new sets. That, so Sick. he's, like, under contract that he can't play in, like, events for money. 
Because awesome. it would be, yeah, it's pretty cool. But yeah, those are all of like the stories that I've got off the top of my head. PTQ stuff. So. Same. Yeah, this was a really fun episode. Yeah, it went a lot longer than I thought it would. Yeah, I didn't mean to. Sorry about that. Yeah, she didn't say that though. Apology accepted. Thank you. Um, so Oliver, cheers to you, man. Uh, it was a really fun episode. Uh, here's to many more. Okay, and let me uh, get my day old um, iced tea from Steak and Shake. All right, Steak and Shake. Really bad on the mic. So yeah, thank you all for tuning in again. Um, Oliver and I have a really, really good time doing these. I think yep. Oliver really enjoys editing them too. Oh yeah, man. Anything else that I do that you know for sure? Uh, I don't know. Go ahead and fill in the audience of things that you might know or do or things that you. I'll leave you all with this. Um, it has been confirmed that I am the sexiest egg of all time. The sexiest egg with glasses. And I actually want to plug one person because there's a lot of appreciation that comes in. If you made it this far, you deserve the plug anyway. Yep. Billy Campbell. Out to you, brother. Billy Campbell is a good guy. He's a good guy. Shout out to him. Um, name drop. Name drop. Uh, so Billy. Uh, He's coming on the show. It's confirmed. Coming on the show. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to have a, a Billy Campbell episode. That guy, I'll tell you, can make a show. Oh, yeah, character. he is the show. He is the show. So I'm hoping that me and Oliver can have uh, one episode where he comes on and we kind of just riff off each other. Uh, yep. So, yeah, it's been fun. Oliver, anything else to add before we uh, kind of sign out here? Hit up our giveaway. Sure. Um, it's it's posting the Lucky Lots. It's on our Twitter. It's on our Instagram. Um, I might post on YouTube. We'll see. Um, but check it out. Follow all our stuff. Win like and free, subscribe. Free stuff. Hit that uh, notification please like bell. and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Doritos if you're listening. You know uh, we need a Make sure to hit that notification bell, boys and girls. Woo! Because now YouTube's algorithm is blah, blah, blah. Or this is a good way to end it. Just making. Don't fun make of fun it. of YouTube, man. Yeah, sorry. Hey, algorithm, please. We're okay. Yep. We love you. Anything else before we go? Nope. That's it for me. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Man, it's been a blast. We'll see you next time. Hey, we got a lot of um, cool show ideas. We got a lot of super cool guests coming on. So. Uh, stay tuned and uh, keep your fucking peepers peeled, brothers. Keep the peepers peeled, brothers. All right, see you guys. Bye. I just want to do a special shout out to the person that gave birth to me, my mother, uh, supporting me in all of my dreams, all this crazy stuff that I do. She's seen me in the basement going through car, you know, magic cards that I bought off my friend to now owning my own business, uh, doing Magic the Gathering. So, mom. Big thank you. Big shout out to you. I appreciate all that you've done and supporting me throughout this journey. Shout out to Mark's mom. From Egghead. From Egghead. <laughs> That's not very nice. Your son makes fun of me and it makes me a little uncomfortable and makes me insecure about myself. But you know what? It's okay. Everybody has their shortcomings and that's that's his. So Can't here's the thing is he's the one that started the egghead thing. That's not true. I love you, Mom. Bye, Mom. Mm-hmm.